Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the ATL Suite.
Death Poetry Speak Radio. So, hey, welcome. Well, tonight you just got the man himself and Lady Poetry. My Hello, friend. good evening, good evening. All right, everybody. My two co-hosts couldn't be here, so, due to engagement. So, hey, shout out to them. So, uh, I know we we got a little small crowd for now, but, hey, we're going to start growing up in here tonight, so. So, Lady Poetry, how was your week? Oh, my week was long and hard, and just just to just put a spin on, I have like I'm drinking beer, <laughs> and I and I'm not a beer drinker, but I have like this really big 25 ounce can of beer, um, chilling right now because <laughs> it's been that type of week. Oh wow. Like, hell with this, I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just that type of week. And I'm like, because uh, I didn't want to drink any wine because if I drink too much wine, it kind of makes me sleepy. So I figured I'll try the beer, see what that's like. Gotcha. Hey, I understand that. You know, um, <laughs> hey, whatever makes you happy. You know, whatever right. calms you down. Hey, right. <laughs> as I can tell people, drink responsibility, be careful. I, of course, I'm in the safety of my home, so yeah. <laughs> some people don't know how to, you know, some people don't own their limits until it's too late. I don't remember right. that. I remember doing this. Oh, that's you. That's the picture, see? That's how you're acting up, see? You're acting up. You're kind of out of it. Your eyes glassy. Look at that. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the bad thing and downside about cell phones now. People can catch you right in there. Like, you can't Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> So, Blackmail material right there. Like, wait a minute, put the phone down. Like, it's like I will show your man where you was at last night. You better not do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh. You mess around to be somebody's Snapchat story. Oh man, that's you're right. They you that get you partly like, oh, that's that's just so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm proud to say I ain't got no Snapchat. No, no Instagram, because most people act the food on Instagram. I noticed that lately. Like, damn, okay. Yeah. It's, 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 ah, gee, I see. Damn. I have Instagram. I don't have Snapchat. I do have Periscope though, and I haven't, I haven't done it yet. I haven't done my first video on it yet, but I do have it. And just watching it, I'm like, ooh, these people are getting into some crazy stuff live. Like, oh. Yeah, I'm saying people got uh, IG, and it's fun for them. I understand, but. It's like um, I got a friend of mine. She got like all three together. It's like whatever she posts on Facebook goes to IG and then goes to her Twitter. Like no, right? <laughs> no, I can't do it. Like you just can't put your information out to everybody. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> but I mean, some people do it. I mean, right? I mean, as hard as I mean, as hard as I understand that, you know. But you still gotta be careful with stuff. So um, right, people can use their stuff against you. So. Yeah, for those like posting pictures of themselves and situations, no, okay, not do that. I'm I feel like at a certain age, like we have to be like, all right, now, you know what I'm saying? Because like I'm, I'm 29. I'll be 30 in a couple months, and it's like at 30, there's a certain things that I'm no longer going to do because uh, I'm too old to do it. Now, although like earlier, like a couple days ago. I saw this woman, she put on, like, a picture where she's in her bathroom, like, 
with her bra and panties on. And this woman is easily older than my mother. And I'm like, kudos to her for being really confident with her body. I dig that. But at the same time, I'm like, you're somebody's grandma. Right. You're like out here posting booty pics. I don't understand. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Somebody like it. So <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. Right. Um, no lie. I ain't going to lie to you. I mean, like I said, I, I've seen some stuff. Some stuff that make you turn your head like, ooh, no. <laughs> just don't do. Um, I understand everybody got a high-powered sex life. I understand that. But some right. things do not need to be online, okay? I mean, nobody don't want to see certain stuff that, well, Okay, right. I, you know I, you gotta you gotta keep that you know a little little left to imagination. Right, now the right. good thing about Snapchat is though is that you can actually send the video privately to somebody. So like that, I'll do that. Like I'll send if I know who I'm sending it to. Okay, but it would be all over the place. So Ooh. you know, years <laughs> later, I got kids, and my kids was like, "Mommy, what's that?" Nope, <laughs> put that down. <laughs> no, no, we don't need that. Right, um, I was recently on, uh, what is it called, Twitter after dark? I mean, some crazy mess. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, remind you that I'm artist. I'm just, I like, you know, us as artists, we're going to search. So I'm right. looking at Twitter after dark. I click on it. Oh, my God. Like, oh, no. yeah. Ooh. Oh, no. No, nobody wants to see your boyfriend stuff in your mouth, girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong yeah, with y'all? Twitter, Twitter gets live after the dark, especially black Twitter. Black Twitter gets real live after the dark. So, yeah, you got to be careful with your searching for. <laughs> okay, I may be Roman and Erotica. Damn, I'm actually going to show you what the hell I'm doing. Come on, really? <laughs> Wake up, America. I mean, don't get me wrong now. I mean, I, I done started a revolution with some sex stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to say I did some stuff, but damn. One, I don't have to actually show you what I'm talking about. Well, damn, I mean, if that's the case, right. then I'm wrong with your sex life. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, Black Twitter and Twitter After Dark has no chill. None. Black Twitter, okay, damn. I mean, everybody got a Twitter now. Black Twitter, okay. <laughs> that's new. Like, look it up. Dear America, please put the Twitter down. Seriously, put it down. <laughs> I mean, some of y'all shouldn't be on Twitter. You know, it's against the law. Some of y'all shouldn't even be. I remember I was reading a story about um, the bad thing about Twitter and the way when it comes to After Dark, I noticed, and I was reading this, uh, I think it was something done with New York. Um, I think it was like 10 to 20 um, pedophiles on the scanning and watching the website. Like, ooh, see? Oh. That's why you can't put certain pictures on there because they be watching. Like, ooh, man, I mean. Yeah, that's I was kind of shocked, like, you know, they... they That's why I don't put pictures of, like, my baby sister and, you know, my nieces and nephews and godchildren because I I will go to jail (laughs) for something like that and have no problem about it. Um, But, you know, that's the thing about the Internet. Like, it's good, but you can, you know, everything that's good um, can always be used for evil, so... Right, right, right. It's just, it's just a lot, but yeah, that's that's disgusting. <laughs> I was just kind of shaking my head, and I read that like, wait a minute, ten pedophiles watching Twitter. Ooh, so okay, I think I know where they hands been at, but damn, really? Ooh. Right. You know, one dude got busted because he he kind of kind of picture of his stuff. I'm like, really? 
You send a picture of your stuff to a child. You bad. Right. Ugh. You just got out of jail for that shit. Why go back for it? Come on. Right. Damn. People stop it. Everybody, I mean, I understand you want to get yours going off, but damn, some things you just don't do. Okay? Right. Right. But he, he deserved to go back to jail because that was stupid. I mean, this one got me, trust me, just honest truth. 24 hours after you got out, you're going right back. Why? But you that desperate. I mean, I think it's just sickness. Honestly, I do. I think it's the sickness that people yeah, have, and and there has to be some type of treatment for it. Yeah, down here, um, on Oscars at Atlanta. Oh my God, the same thing down here. This teacher just got busted recently. She was having sex with her students. She had sex with four of them. Um, a sixteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old. And she'd bring it to her house. They were going at it. Like, wow, wait a minute. Did I mm-hmm. miss something? Yeah. She was having, actually having sex with her male students. Like, damn, woman. Ugh. That is crazy. But, you know, isn't that, like, secretly every, like, male student's, like, <laughs> crush or something? But still, that's just well, that's kind of inappropriate. Like, right, right. <laughs> that's one that's that's kind of creepy, because, damn, I understand most, okay, don't get me wrong, I mean, I understand us guys have fantasy about teachers you want to mess with, but you can't actually do that, but these days, teachers are bold, they want to just take your child, want to do it, no. Okay. no. And you know what, and I feel, and I hate to, like, be this way and play this card, but had that been the inverse, had that been a male teacher, and he was having sex with four of the female students, I'm sure that would have made, like, national news and everybody would have went crazy about it. But because it's a female teacher and male students, it's almost like, oh, well, you know, boys will be boys, I guess, attitude about it. And I think that's really crazy. I think, um, I know the government must have been passing a a bill that's still trying to vote on it about should female pedophiles get the same uh, punishment as males. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean... You can't call yourself a human being if you're going to mess around. I mean, I mean, is you that desperate about having sex with a child? I mean, you got to remember, you was a child yourself. It's disgusting. I mean, think about that. Right. Now, if you look at it, too, you don't know somebody's background. Some You know, so many guys and women probably been raped. So, you know, but I still don't condone what the hell they're doing. That's disgusting. Cause you can't. Sometimes you just don't it do is. it. You know? It is, and, and, and like I said, it's a double standard because, like, it's almost like a society where, like, well, guys are, you know, men are tougher, and that's what just what they do, and they can handle things. And I really do think that's horrible that, that it's treated that way because, like you said, some of those boys could have been raped, but because of the society we live in, you know, it's not possible for a man to get raped because, you know, he's a guy. He always wants this. He's always, you know, and I just think that's, horrible that it's thought that way and and that it, it's not treated. You know, I'm a woman, but if there's another woman, if I have a son and a woman is touching my son, like she's the same age as me, trying to have sex with my son, like I'm going to go to jail just as quick dealing with her as I would be if I had a daughter and there was a grown man trying to touch my daughter. Right, right. Because at the end of the day, these are children. You're an adult. Like that's not okay. Right, right. You know, um, this is actually getting out of really control because 
these teachers are lately are just losing it, like uh, out in Texas. Uh, another female teacher out in Texas, Dallas, if I'm correct, she out there having sex with one of her students for, get this now, for eight months. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, what in the heck? I mean, teachers are, I mean, I'm a former teacher, and that hurt me really bad, okay? I mean, right. our job is to teach, not rape. I mean, seriously. Right. I mean, you actually hurt the child's, you know, vulnerability down the road when they get he or she get grown because they're going to have that mysterious, you know, up and down type of urge. They don't know what they want. They want this one or that one. You know, it's kind of confusing. I mean, I'm like, damn. And the thing right. about it was, she was, I think the team, teacher was having a session with a male and a female. So think about what she's doing. I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of confusing them kids, think it's okay to have sex with everybody. No, that's not good. I mean, it's not. It's everybody's not. not good to have sex with. I'm sorry. I mean, you just can't just jump up. Who oh, I want to get some of this? No. I mean, and unfortunately, there's not like a better screening process because I remember being in, well, in my country, we called it primary school. But I remember being in primary school, and there was a male teacher. Um, he was like our chorus and music teacher. Loved him. He was awesome. I always used to, you know, go over to his house for practices and everything. Um, but my mother, of course, being the woman she is, like every time me and my best friend went, who was another girl, we obviously, we were never there by ourselves and everything. And, like, years later, I had moved to the States at this point, um, we found out he was actually molesting boys and girls around that time and got arrested for it. And it's like, that's crazy, you know, that I could have easily been put in that situation. But because my mother was like, no, you're not going over there by yourself, <laughs> you know, and everything like that, even if he wasn't like that, you know, she still was like, no, you're not going over there by yourself. So I think it's kind of like it needs to go hand in hand with parenting and everything, but I don't know, maybe there needs to be a more stringent, like, screening process or what have you because I do feel like a lot lately it's been happening where teachers are having relationships inappropriate, either sexual or non-sexual, with their students. Like, I heard a story about a teacher that was in, like, Michigan that was selling drugs to their kids, like, was dealing drugs in school. So it's just, I, I don't know what's going on with the world today. Yeah, and I think it's kind of just backward. Unlike you, it should be a better screening. Cause I know most most parts of the U.S. they do screens on teachers to make sure their minds are on a point and not, you know, twisted somewhere. So um, that's understandable. Because see, you really gotta be careful. Cause kids they are so vulnerable, and most parents don't really pay attention to it's too late. You know. Right. Um, if your child coming home trying to explain to you that your teacher can kind of funny towards them or doing something to it, I suggest you go on the ball and pay attention. Seriously. Definitely. Because when I have to your child, your child will be mad as hell when he or she kind of growing through the process of being angry at times. And, you know, you know why. Problem is you won't talk about it. And a lot of parents are bad about not talking about it. You got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you hide, the more they get frustrated. Speak to your kids, America. Trust me. When you fail to talk to your kids, things fall apart, okay? And your child going to be mad with you until you finally talk to he or she. Right. So don't act like you're too good not to talk to them because don't come with the so-called working a lot. That, no. Sometimes you got to learn how to put your foot down and learn a lesson. 
Because I'm the same kid, you know, when I was a teacher, I done heard kids tell me, like, I can't wait I can grow up and get away from my mom or dad because they drive me crazy. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so I explained to him, like, no, you can't think like that. We all want to go somewhere, but, you know, you got to be real reasonable about what you want to be because right. when you get out in the world, now it's a different story. Mom and dad exactly. going to tell you. When you turn 16 on up, it's a wrap. You know, everything that happens is on you. So, right. I mean, even though they're going to still help you, but when you turn 18, when it's time to go to college or whatever, you can do whatever. But remember, you're responsible because the school won't crack down on you and trying to figure out why you're acting like this and bring your parents involved and you wasn't raised right. that way. I understand most kids want to have fun, but the problem is it's too much fun and not too much seriousness about education. That's why education is going downhill. Right. So sad that a lot of parents are not really speaking on it. There's certain places in America that speak on it, but a lot of people around the world don't speak on it. I know this education don't even get the green light no more. It's like it's in the dark. So it's more kids being lost than ever. Right. I think it's really, I want to say it hurt me as a former teacher. It really hurts my heart to see that it's going downhill and not coming up. Right. I mean, now, most parents rather at home train their kids because, the kids that feel safe in the home environment. That's understandable. But at the same time, the kids need to be exposed to the kids because when they grow up, they won't know how to deal around a lot of people. You know, you don't want your child being claustrophobic, like, who are all these people around me? I can't take it. You know, you don't want them freaking out. So, right. But at the same time. Well, because I think, you know, if I decide to have a child, um, when, um, I would like to do both, homeschooling right. as well as and being in the public school system because, like you said, that's how you learn adequate social skills and, and right. things like that. Um, my my thing is I just, because, you know, the education system is like it is and, and it's watered down and whitewashed a lot of, like, history, <laughs> like, I always want to make sure that my child knows, like, right. actual facts when it comes to things as opposed to, you know, what what was voted on and put in the textbooks, so. Right, and you know what? And I'm going to tell you something else that's really gone backwards, too. See, a lot of parents and a lot of people today, they quit to point the finger, but when it comes to their child, then when people start looking at them in a different light, it's like, uh-huh, you see how it feels, huh? So right. always remember to teach your child that it's not fair for them to judge somebody if they don't know how to look at themselves first because you think it mad if somebody judging you, you judge them. So it's going to be a lot of stuff that we probably won't like, because you don't understand what the other person went through until you learn how to be a person yourself and talk to them. Right. So you got to give your child people skills. When you don't give it to them, they miss out. And then when they grow up, they don't know how to deal with people. You know, think about it. I know you've probably seen a lot of folks in your time, like they don't know how to talk to somebody because they probably never been around a lot of folks or um, I don't know how to deal with this, blah, 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 blah. You know, it just be, they be freaking out. They don't know how to deal with it. So, um, right. So people... Um, you really got to reach out and talk. So, anyway, everybody, that's like a little heart-to-heart segment. Talking about some reality. But anyway, if you want to go on the microphone and read some poetry, press start eight. Cause trust me, our show's gonna light up tonight. So, uh, I see we got my main man, Mr. Boston, in the building. He's All right, Mr. Go. Boston. So let me bring him in real quick. Mr. Boston, how you doing? Man, you know, you you all <clears throat> you already know 
And when I come, you know, I need to be that. I need to be that uh, big chocolate thing that fits that girl's everything. You know, I want to. I want to be that. I want to be that. I want to be that long round thing to fit the highway between her thighs. You know, one of those things that soothes and accuse and make everything inside you shiver and skeet. You know, I need to hang that chocolate thing in that wet cloth and. And she oh, has wow. to be willing to show up with no pennies because it's going to be a wet butt naked ass party. Y'all know what time it is. Okay, all right. Damn, he just came with the four or five on us. He's like, damn, okay, he's a touch of fighting just blowing up. <laughs> Yeah, you know Mr. Boston. When Mr. Boston come in the building, you know he's going to come in, show up, and show out, make no matter what. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to make springtime come early, you know. All right, all right. I, I'm, I'm trying to make eggs. I'm trying to make eggs hatch and ovaries dance and make the clouds <laughs> rain. You know what I'm saying? I understand. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, y'all better understand. You know when I come in the when I come in the building. You know what I'm saying? All all plugs pulled out the stops. I'm trying to make the bath. The bathtub cough up its own dirty water. You know? <laughs> All right, now. Boston, Ooh. So what you got for us, Boston? Man, you know, I don't got much of nothing. You know, I just came through to say hello, you know, to let, let you know that uh, I came out to support Jackie from where I started from. That's going to always be. I got to come through when I can and support you, man. You know what I'm saying? You and Tasia, you know, because this is where I got my start at, you know, and it's been full force ever since, y'all. Y'all y'all, y'all want to go somewhere or try to do something, man, y'all talk to Jaggy. Get started on Jaggy's show. Come through, show out, you know what I'm saying, drink your highlights, your Hennessy, you know what I'm saying, and make sure that you leave a fifth of black Hennessy for me because Mr. Boss is going to come through. And he's gonna take a swig and pass the bottle around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> pass the <a> bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get on with this. All right, then. The microphone who's the, who, 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 who the female co-host in the building? Oh, we got Lady Poetry. Poetry. Lady Poetry. Ooh, yes, got sir. to be your yes, night. Sir. It's your night, then. Oh my <laughs> it's God. My night. It's your mm-hmm. night. Oh, wait. let me tell you. Let me let me let me tell you a little story that okay. you had in your nocturnal dreams about Mr. Boston. Oh, right. You understand? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you everything that you wanted to do in the process of doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, let me touch your springs with acoustical notes. Allow the body rhythm to be his stiff step between satiation and sensation appendix. Long into her physical realm of deeper investigation. Tongue and fingers on stage as she was the first order of business. Flat on her back and still, flipping her over on her stomach, knees down under ass in the air, his rod then paused, then pushed. Further, his anesthesia affects consciousness, her emotions projected through her diving sensation. She was lost in the arrows of his deep pushing potential in unison with her sexual impulses. He entered into her mind and stole her heart with direct action as her thighs smiled wide open, stimulating her beyond capacity as she was determined to resist the first waves of contraction, flowing waves of created currents falling into a deep swoon. 
He dug deeper into her arching flesh as she leans and learns a bit more about electrifying gravitational stirring, damn near begging. Pushing relentlessly deeper into her moist physical realm of her existence as she pushed, pulled, and squeezed as the second wave upon her. Like a ghost, as he investigated the tenth chapter of her consciousness as the convenient metaphor of her inner flooding, arousingly taking her body into glandular transformation with veracity and deep and depth to her inner sanctum. Her cries became expedient as fulfilling as his ferocious sexual appetite. Her soul struggled to break the silver thread that binds her physical to his wet, stiff, driving force until she released her perfused secretions. His greeting was perfused and filled her pelvic floor. Mm. 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 She exclaimed as her orgasm took hold, as he boldly worked mind, body, and spirit as no one had done before. That's Mr. Boston, DSR, all damn day. Mr. Boston and just toe up the mic. Wow. <laughs> Damn. He, I, you know. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was my night tonight. All right. Very mother co-host and she just showed up. So, all this right. Is, this is why I get, I'm, I'm thankful I just got out of church. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he, I knew he sent me to the house of the Lord tonight for a reason, Mr. Boston. <laughs> baby, baby, I was I was trying to take you out of the halfway house in the hospital and bring you bring you down to street level and put this oh, wow. put this round circle of motion on you and smack that ass on the left cheek and smack that ass on the right cheek and then stick then part two fingers one was my thumb and one was on my index finger and I just plugged up both holes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, he bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you, you, when you, when Mr. Boston come in the building, you better be ready to take some stockings off. You better not come with none on. Mr. Boston. I'm over here speech trying to figure out what the hell to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what time it is. You know. We just come to have fun up in this jaggy show. You know, that's what it's all about. But anyway, y'all, I got to get it. I got to go jump in my mic back. You know what I'm saying? And I got to drive off into the sunset. I got homework. And I got to get it done. I just wanted to come through, you know, because y'all let me come in here and show up, show out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'll leave y'all with a cup of uh, chocolate. All right. Thank you, Mr. Boston. Uh, Indeed. Indeed. Y'all have a good night. You too. You too. And do. And do. All right, y'all. Mr. Boston doing his thing up in here. Shut up. I mean, look, I'm almost afraid to ask what I missed so far. Oh no, that was the beginning of it, hun. <laughs> oh, wow. oh wow, that, that started the show right there. <laughs> yeah, that wow. was uh, the uncut version of the show. Yeah, he came in and just burned up the mic. <laughs> <laughs>
happy you made it. And um, yeah, we we just recently actually talked about a serious subject and everything until poetry came back in. So hey, um, we were talking about the, the school, we were talking about um, the children and teachers, and and talking about the, um, sexual predators and all that. You know how people just everything's gone backwards. You know, just so um, you know, a serious subject, but at the same time we're still doing the poetry. So. Um, America needs to wake up and, and protect our children better. You know, um, losing our kids faster than we can count. So a lot of stuff. So um, anyway, um, have anything you want to say about the poetry? And you know, we it, there, there's so much I I could say. You know, for those who were tuning in when I did my piece, Revolutionary, this this very reason is why I wrote it, mm-hmm. you know, because there is so much going on that is taking our youth before they fully, before they fully grow into right. who they are, right. right, you know. Um, and as much as we want to solely point the finger at everybody else, we have to look at us too because, Everything starts at home. So if we don't take care of business at home, then who are they left to look at? So we have to take some of that responsibility too. You know, um, as as a parent, you know, and as a single parent of a, a young man, you know, it's important for me to do my part and some of everybody else's too to make sure that my child is put in the right position to be able to handle himself in all aspects of life, not just spiritual, not just economically, but, you know, in every other aspect too. Right, right. You know, and and it, it starts with us first. They look at not just what we say and how we react to things, but what we do. You know, so everything starts with us. Right. You know, but I, I could go on about that for days. You know, my, my spirit's in a high place right now. You know, I just walked out of church, and everything is super high on the inside. I'm actually still in the parking lot of the church. Oh, wow. You know, um, but it, had, it was running out, calling in. You know, um, but yeah, you know, and my spirit is feeling a little better because a lot of the artists, Jag, you know, I was texting you about some of these ridiculous artists that I was listening to. A lot of them were young people. Some of these people weren't even 18. And they're spitting their knowledge about their relationships with God, about what they see in their neighborhoods and what they see in our economy and how it's affecting them. And it's astonishing to see how these kids are responding to that mm. in an artistic form. Right, right. It was amazing. I was almost in tears in there. That's you know, what I so. Like. Yeah, I got you. That's it, what I like because kids are speaking. See, I mean, catch y'all. I like the fact that it's. Uh, I like the fact that kids are speaking 
our language the way it used to be. Because most yeah. grown folks now, they don't really speak the same language. Everybody want to speak their own realm and all. That's, that's all good and all. But the problem is, do you have a message? Do you have a You got to have someone you're talking about. Cause that's why little people look at you like conspiracy or confused. Like, okay, what is he or she trying to say? You know, have have a story to what you're saying because you got to make sense when your words. Because, like in poetry, I about to any artist. When you're doing poetry, please make sense of what you're talking about because if you don't have no back end or backup about what you're talking about, then people are not going to take you seriously because like, okay, it's the same old same. Learn to have your words in order. Please have yourself ready for the stage because when the stage come up, ain't no running back now. You, you're on front street. If you drop the microphone the wrong way, it's over with. Ain't no talking about who didn't like you. Nope. It's your approach. It's how you come across. But, if it came down to a veteran and the kids today, it probably net to net because a lot of kids actually come with a lot of power. Yeah. You know, um, if you come with the right people and have the right guidance, they'd, they'd be fine. But, you know, you got a lot of people who are really easy trying to snatch up what they can to get from somebody and drop them like a bad habit. So, yeah. Um, that's why I tell anybody, when you're working with people, please, and I mean seriously, please reach out to real artists. I mean, people who've been there and done that. If somebody's trying to, trying to help you, don't look at them on the outside. Look from the within, inside within because what's going to happen is he or she can save your life down the road. So understand and listen when they try to tell you what's good and what's bad because mm-hmm. everything is not always bright on stage because you made it. No, trust me. Tell me everybody's going to like you. Sometimes you got to learn how to suck it up and just be like, you know what, don't, don't worry about the other person. Learn to do what you got to do like American Idol. Only you can get through. If you don't make it, that's on you. So all depends on how you come across with your words and what you're going to do. So remember, only you can make the stage yours. So, so people, you got to wake up. It's, it's, it's now or never because words will live forever, but only you can make a statement for yourself. You can't make a statement, then something wrong with that part. Something wrong with this picture, Okay. I mean, we all been to school. Come on now. I mean, you got to show up. You got to make a presence towards somebody. Because when you go around doing what you got to do with your poetry or music or whatever, you're going to have an influence on people. But the thing is, it's all about how you come across with it. So people are like flowers. When your water is shot and all through these flower beds, one going to grow and look up to you. So sometimes you got to look at that and look at your image. So you got to learn how to carry your image in the right way, not a dark way. So uh, do what you got to do. So, so it sounded like it was a good show. I like that. So Yeah, I, um, I posted the last uh, young lady that was singing. It was her. She had some backup singers, ridiculous acoustic guitarists. I posted a video of her, um, so if you're interested in seeing it and hearing her, uh, definitely go to my IV page, Poetess Elitist. You will love it, I promise. I'll check that out. All right. Um, I said we got people lining up, so let me see uh, who all's on the mic. I'm in Brain in West Maryland. We got my main man, Joe, the verbal mind. Joe, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, Jack. I'm doing good, man. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing really good. 
Yeah, who are, who are the hosts just so I can uh, shout them out and get some respect. Okay, we got my uh, homegirl, Lady Poetry. And Hello. We got, and we got my uh, other co-host, uh, Poetress uh, Elitris. Good evening, Gorgeous good evening. Elitris. Lady Poetry, right. nice, yeah. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Likewise. So uh, I have a little... Uh, I got this little poem. It's actually uh, Shakespeare's soliloquy, to be or not to be. And I added a little uh, spin to it near the end. And I titled it Trayvon. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is noble in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or take arms against the sea of troubles, and by opposing in them to die, to sleep no more. And by asleep to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to, to the consumption devoutly to be wished, to die, to sleep, to sleep perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, the dreams may come. When we have Shuffle off this mortal, mortal coil must give us pause. There's the respect that makes calamity of so long life. For who would bear the whips and scorns of time? Thy oppressor's wrong, the proud man's contumely, the pains of despised love, the law's delay, the influence of office, and the spurns that patient murder over what he takes when he himself his quietest makes with the bare bodkin who would follows bare to grunt and sweat under weary life but that dread of something after death the undiscovered country from whom born no traveler returns puzzles the will and makes us rather bear those ills we have then fly to others we know not of. Thus conscious does make cowards of us all. And thus the native hue of revolution is sickled o'er the pale cast of thoughts and the enterprise of great pitch and moments. With disregard, the currents turn away and lose the name of action. Soft you now, but fail failure. Nymph. In thy orisons, be all my sins remembered. O my Trayvon, let not thy death be a vanity. Our humanity spoke of you then, four years to the day, and we have trumped fears. Who still tears for you? To be or not to be is in question. When it's your reflection that draws bloodletting, four years to the day, and we may not vote. To be or not to be is the fucking question. Do you think Trayvon's soul is resting in poem? Oh wow! Now that's now that's powerful. Wow, I felt that. I mean, I felt that a lot. Wow, ladies, uh, lady poetry. Yo, wow, wow. wow. That was amazing. Uh, that was very, very powerful. I was listening to you, and I was like, this is 
I love Shakespeare. So when you started with Shakespeare, I'm like, yes, awesome. But the message, like that, like like Jack said, that was powerful. Like that was the first thing I said when when you finished. I'm like, this is a very powerful piece. Yeah, that's that's a piece. That is the piece that needs to be done in in front of every voting site on every TV station, on every college campus, that that's what needs to be heard from now until November. Oh, yeah. That, so many people need to hear that. Oh, wow. Now, that piece alone, um, that piece alone needs to be heard um, at a rally in uh, Washington, D.C. That's how powerful that is because if you really stay on stage in D.C. and read a piece like that, you have so many people trying to run towards you, trying to figure out where you're coming from and what's your information, how they can get in contact with you because you really hit you really hit a nerve with that. I mean, you hit it so good that it made people think about, what well, damn, he's right. How can uh, Trayvon's soul be resting? They can't because he ain't got no justice. No justice, no rest. I mean, you can't rest without justice. I mean, so until Trayvon gets injustice, you know, in rest, so people need to really think about that. That's powerful, man. You, you know, you always do something very amazing with your words and your work. That's very powerful, man. That's a must read and, and must hear. If you ever think about going to a rally one day and just read that, cause see, damn, it's almost like being at a Trayvon Martin rally just to hear that alone would make people think about what. Well, damn, he's right. He's not resting until we we can't go forward until we deal with the problem. So exactly. So I, I, I like that. I, I, I got a lot of respect for this piece. I appreciate that, Jack. I appreciate that, brother. I mean, you know, and uh, you know, I, I didn't change uh, any words to uh, Shakespeare's soliloquy. I just read it as it was. I just, uh, you know, just instead of having uh, Hamlet up there, I just put Trayvon and. You know, I ended with Shakespeare piece and uh, brought in the Trayvon thing because, you know, even, uh, you know, I had a conversation with and we were talking about, you know, to be or not to be. And I started throwing some, uh, you know, Trayvon lines. And I said, well, I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to do this thing. I, I did that today. But, uh, you know, I didn't want to mess up, you know, Shakespeare's great work. But I just want to add it in the middle because listening to Shakespeare's words, it kind of touches on that, you know, in itself, the right. body of his work. So right. I appreciate that. Appreciate that, everybody. All right, y'all. So, um, that's my brother Joe, the brother mind dancer. I'm going to put him on the couch real quick. Now, yeah, I like that piece. That was amazing. I mean, wow. It make you think about a lot of stuff in many ways. So, um, yeah, that's that's going to be hot. So, uh, that's just, wow, that's powerful. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, y'all know me. I'm the revolutionist, you know, of the crew. You know, so I'm I'm definitely appreciate appreciating that piece. You know, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely loving. Oh yeah, yeah. And do you have his information? Because I would definitely love to follow him on Facebook. I I, I didn't get a chance to hear it. Okay, um, I'll do that. Uh, I'll add you as a friend of his, and y'all can take it from there. That'll work. Um, yeah, I like that. That's just um. That's amazing because he always do 
very, very amazing work. So, and his words will make you just think about a lot of stuff, you know. So, yeah, he he's somebody you can be friends with. Let me see. I'm, I'm gonna add y'all as friends to him right now. Hold for a minute. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's what we need too. Like I always tell people, you can't you can't pinpoint or judge somebody because you don't like what he or she is saying. But at the end of the day, it can save your life. Um, they can be speaking for you. You don't know it. Sometimes you gotta give uh props where credit is due. So uh. A lot of people don't um, think about that until it's too late. Okay, so I just sent him a friend request for both of y'all ladies, so y'all should see Joe, the verbal mind dancer. Okay. So y'all should see him, so y'all can be friends with him. Um, and that's what I always tell people. That's what I like doing. I like to keep the bridge going with poetry with a lot of artists. Like I tell people, you got to reach out. If you don't reach out, you don't know what could have been, you know. You know how you see somebody that you see that works so good, be like, I wish I could work with he or she one day. You never know until you ask. You just got to reach out. I'm a, I'm a bridge maker. I like to make sure bridges are built. Things can happen one day. So uh, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have what I got now. So you got to wait. You know, you got to count on that and just uh, work at it and let stuff go. So, um, anyway, um, we're going to take a little musical break, everybody. We'll be right back after this, because this is the ATL Suite only on Death Point Speak Radio and Talk Show. So, it is time to unwind.
I'm loving it. I like the vibe um, and everything so far. Um, it's good to sometimes just kind of talk about real stuff because, you know, this show is more than just um, poetry. It's about life in general. So anybody that has a topic they want to discuss, we can we can talk about it, but also share our love for for word manipulation as well. So I'm, I'm liking the show so far. Music is on point. I was over here grooving. I was like, yeah, I know I'm not old enough for this, but... <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> um, definitely, I like that. I like to surprise folks with music. I don't, I don't tell you what it is. I'm just gonna hit it with you. Like, uh huh. I know some of y'all know about this music. Some of y'all probably made doing this point, but hey, I ain't gonna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Elitris, uh, how you enjoying the show? I'm loving it. Honestly, this is the show I have been waiting for since we started. Like, like honestly, like we are. Finally, getting down to some to some real stuff. Like, of course, you know my life is poetry. I live it. I love it. 
you know, but I'm loving the fact that we can actually touch on some real issues, you know, so I'm definitely loving the show, you know, and it, it just definitely uh, fit into the rest of my night, <laughs> you know, um, the rest of my week, actually, you know, it, it just really hit home, you know, so I'm I'm definitely loving that our show has definitely gotten to this point. Oh, yeah, you know, um, well, you know, like I always tell you on all these shows, it's poetry, music, real talk, and more. So you never know when we're going to drop a subject or something on you within the show. So uh, I'm loving the fact that we have finally got to the real talk part. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, I mean, it was going to come because, you know, we're about to hit the middle of the season of the show. So, hell, you know, it was time for it. So, uh, um. Also, the fact that uh, spring break is coming up for a, a lot of people. So, um, for those who spring breakers out there, I know y'all love the party party, but also be careful. I know yeah. y'all, some of y'all kids probably made during spring break, you know what I mean? Just be careful who <laughs> Okay. I mean, beer, alcohol, yeah, okay, I understand you ain't going to remember who did what, but hey, trust me, be careful what you do. Things happen. So, um, you don't want your child waiting for 18 years to come in for you. Ain't you my daddy? Or I don't know about that. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, uh, I mean, I haven't seen cases like that close. Like, whoa, okay. Uh, it's one man online now. I think he was on uh, YouTube. He was, no, not YouTube, World Star. This man actually had nerd to post a picture of himself with the posters in the hand, talking about some, uh, I think the name of the child. Like, you know, if he asked you about me, don't tell him nothing. Oh, I saw that. I was like, wow. Like, that was so unfortunate, yeah. like, that he was like that. And that man said, if him, tell him, do not bother me, do not contact me. Whoa. Whoa, man, this is your son. Why are you talking about him like that? Wow. And the sad thing is, he's not the only one like that. Right. He is yeah. It's a sad situation. That Unfortunately, you know, we have people in this world that are willing to procreate but aren't willing to parent. Right, right. And you know what? Um, if I can ever find that clip from World Star, it's another one. It's, it's, it's a lady, uh, early 40s. But well, her problem was she was so party, party, party. When her daughter asked her one question about why you end up taking time to be with me or whatever, this woman actually told her to her face, I'm telling y'all the honest truth. This is what she told her daughter on this clip. I really never wanted you. I was just, you know, I, I don't, wow. I didn't really care about, par- I, I didn't really care about parents. I just wanted to party. I don't have, you know, didn't want you. If I gave you grandmama, I didn't want you. Wow. That's terrible. Heart wrench. And then the girl said, well, well the girl said, uh, you know how hard it is? I want to tell my kids that your, their grandmama don't want me. I want them. I mean, you know how hard it is? I mean, yeah, see, I, I learned, see, I learned uh, more about the lady who told her daughter that. What it was, her, her parents did her the same way. So she doing her daughter the same hurt that she went through. My thing yeah, is, see, right, see, a lot of people don't understand, before you judge that person, you guess I'm saying what hurt they're going through because, 
sometimes we're not always able to be talked to as people or as a person and don't have that that backup. So you're left by yourself. So when you get older, you're going to be bitter and be angry about stuff. So when you do have kids in your own, you're going to be good to them and you're going to be mean to them. I mean, it all depends on how you was raised and how you was treated. So right. see, since she got mistreated, she did her daughter the same way. But my thing, I tell her, you can't do your daughter's. Your daughter ain't got nothing to do with what happened to you. I mean, right. but, you know, uh, my thing would have been like, you should have turned that around and show your parents that they were wrong about you. Yeah, you know. So now you're going to have your grandkids being angry in a bit because they're going to figure, okay, grandma didn't want us. She didn't want our mom. You know what I mean? Think about that. So you kind of you kind of putting a black eye over your history again. You don't want to – sometimes you got to be the bigger person and break that cycle. When you go back and don't want to break it, it's going to continue from your kids until the – I mean – Somebody had to break it, but luckily for that girl, like she said on TV, I'm gonna break this cycle because my kids ain't gonna go through that. Exactly. She said, exactly. I like that. She said because my mom been hurt, now she want to take her hurt out of me. I ain't gonna do what she what she did when she was growing up or whatever. I ain't gonna do with that. I wasn't even around yet, so. Um, but she said I'd be dang. My kids gonna go through that. I'm not gonna sit there and drag my kids half a lifetime trying to figure out where I'm at. No. Because her mom wasn't even there in her life at times. She was, like, in and out. That's not a mother. That's just somebody who's just there. I think that's really sad, you know. Um, And and not to cut you off, Jack, but that's something, that's something, and I can thank God, I will never understand. As, like, I'm somebody whose doctors used to tell them, oh, well, if you ever have kids, you'll be on the the length of God himself because it's probably not going to happen. So for me to have that opportunity to become a parent, please not love him. Like my my child is three, and he already tells me, "Mommy, you have enough. You got enough kisses today." Right, right. You know, because I I want him to know. No, my family wasn't emotional like that, or you know, my family didn't express their their emotions like that, but. I made the decision as an adult that, you know what, I don't want to be like that. I want my son to know X, Y, Z. I want him to know that it's okay to express. I want him to feel that love and be able to know how to reciprocate it. Right. Like, I can't fathom not loving my child enough to make sure that he feels wanted. Right, right. But, you know, and it it comes down to you can't love somebody until you love yourself. Right. And as crazy as it is, that's even that includes your kids. If you don't love yourself, you can't possibly be prepared to love a child because you don't know how to love you. Right, that's right. That's right. That's right. Now tell it. That's right. You're right. And it's unfortunate that there are children out there that have to suffer the consequence of adults who were okay to make them but were not okay in themselves enough to love them when they got here. Right. Right. I think it's really so sad that um, a lot of people really don't talk about that, and they need to talk about it. I mean, 
it's okay to have somebody to talk to about hurt. And I think it's so sad that people run away from it instead of embracing it. Because if you don't embrace it, you would never understand it down the road. So you will have to, mm-hmm. you can't have the heart to try to give somebody good advice about hurt or whatever because you never experienced it or you never talked about it. You got to really put stuff on the table. When you don't put stuff on the table, you're going to miss out on what could have been a good conversation that could have saved you or his life down the road or from a bad mistake. And that's why it's very important to talk to your kids about everything. You don't want to wait till they're a certain age or in their 20s and you want to finally tell them. No. 16 is actually the right age you want to start telling them piece by piece about a lot of stuff. So you got to give them that... um, it kind of that um that talk, you know. I understand some parents kind of want to run away from the talk, but you gotta give it to them because if you don't, somebody else will, and you can't get mad. Exactly, exactly. Right. So you, you know, and you can't get mad at how they're taught if you don't teach them. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So um, when you don't give them that talk, then you know when they they find out the other way around, then you know. You really can't get upset because you didn't talk to them. You got to talk. Mm-hmm. So, um, parents, I, I advise you to talk to your kids. Trust me, talk to them. Because if you don't, you always have that one little question, question in your mouth, or they're going to come back and tell you one day, you didn't tell me, you didn't talk to me about this. You didn't talk to me about it. You know, you don't want to be angry with you, so talk. Um, yeah, I, I like the conversation tonight. This is wonderful. You know, this um, is yeah, uh, so. yeah, um, I'm loving yeah. it. Oh. Yeah, I definitely. You have to talk to your kids. My mother talked to me about everything. That's why I talk to my mother about everything. Even like I said, I'm almost 30 years old, and I still tell my mother everything, regardless, good and bad, because she and I, at a young age, had that dialogue where, and she made me feel like. Whatever, no matter what it is that I'm doing, I can still come to her. So when I was in high school and college and doing things that I probably shouldn't have been doing, I was still able to come to her for help in in any way, form, and not feel like, oh, well, I can't tell my mom or, you know, she didn't talk to me about this, so I don't know about this, so I could potentially get in trouble. Okay. Um, so I definitely, I definitely, and if I ever have a child, I'm going to facilitate that dialogue as well because I want my child to be comfortable enough to, regardless of what it is, good or bad, be able to come and talk to me about it because that's the only way we're going to be able to help right, right. And, and, and protect um, each other. Yeah. So, this world is crazy out here. People are doing things to these kids and 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 you got kids that are not saying anything about it because they they feel like okay well I, there's nobody to talk to, so they internalize everything and like you said they grow up a lot faster than what they should and then that begins these behavioral problems and like um, I have a cousin she's a younger cousin she keeps running away from home every other week I see my cousin her mom posting something on Facebook talking about, have you seen my daughter? And days will go by, and then all of a sudden she pops up later. See, that's, that type of thing is scary. That's scary Very. because, Very. you know, you have a child here that, that's gone, and you don't know what's going on, where she's been. 
you got people doing things to kids, the people getting kidnapped, uh, the sex trade. There's like a whole, there's a list of things that could have been happening out there. And, right. and so it's kind of like it's scary, you know, to raise a child in this environment. There's some times where I'm like, well, I don't even know if I want to have a kid because I'll probably end up in jail before they get 10 because somebody <laughs> has done something to my child and here I am. I done killed everybody because so right. now they've arrested me and I'm sitting under the prison because somebody, you know, you know what? Um, did something to my child. Let me tell you like this. I remember um, I had a conversation when I was a teacher with, with other teachers. And I, it, I won't say it got heated, but I made a very, very powerful statement. Like I tell them, that's a problem with a lot of teachers. You don't want to listen to it, but you want a damn paycheck. That's a problem. And you wonder why a lot of kids in these classrooms always mess around and get attacked or raped or whatever, then, then you want to feel guilty about it. No. Learn to speak your truth and let the parents know what they're doing wrong. I don't care if they like it or not. Sometimes you got a lot of people who are not born to be parents, and they act the damn fool, and the kids do the same thing when they go grown. Mm-hmm. From, the, from a life of embarrassment. Because if you don't, they will despise you. And, trust me. I done heard kids talking about how they didn't like this teacher. They didn't talk to them. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, they be going off about it when they go to, like, wow, okay? So all it takes is a talk. It does. And I think that that's the issue with today. People, like, back in the day, while parents were a lot more strict, right. there was still some sort of line of communication where now – everybody's too busy. Right. You know, right. if you're not looking on the cell phone, we're watching TV, we got to get out to the next party or club, right. and the kids right. are feeling shafted. Right. right. You're right. Thank you. I heard some people, you know how time is, you know, you call them some one mm-hmm. thing, another one, and the kids, blah, blah. I'm like, my thing, you, and, and, you don't want the kids. Well, damn, if you don't want them, that's why to raise them. Stop right. about it and do your part. You had them, so they're your responsibility until they turn 18 on up. So, I mean, don't make them sound like they're wasting your time because you brought them here. So, right. right. And, and if you don't, don't want them, responsibility for your kids. Why right. have them if you don't? Right. Right. My mother, she worked three jobs. She had two girls, me and my younger sister. We lived in Brazil and, and like, in a favela, like, badly, like very poor. My mother had three jobs and still made it a point to make sure that I got to school on time. Me and my sister, we had clothes, we had everything we needed. My mother would get on me just as much as she would get on my teacher if something happened. So that's another thing I think doesn't happen enough is that I, I shifted where it's like parents used to get on kids for not paying attention in school, not going to school, not learning and everything like that. And now it's Parents are blaming the teachers for their kids right. not doing things. And it's like, no, it's both. Like, you need to address both people. My mother would, oof, I'd get in trouble at school. She'd say something to the teacher, of course. But then as soon as I got home, I'm doing chores. I'm writing essays. If I don't get my butt tore up, like, it's right. just all of that. It's a full circle. It needs to happen. All right. Right. You know what? I'm going to tell you something else, too. That's another problem with a lot of parents. You know, one thing I noticed about a lot of parents over the years, I mean, you know what? The difference between us and this generation, see, y'all know what I'm talking about, ladies. You know, when I say this, 
you know you had to do some chores around the house. You had to do your part. What? You know what I'm saying? You don't do Definitely. Your <laughs> do your part from back then to now then. You ain't got the, you, you, I'm going to say it like this, you ain't got the mindset trying to tell somebody how to do something right now because it wouldn't be fair. So, uh, but, but these kids today, if you ask them about doing something or tell them what, what this, this and that, they wouldn't know it from a can of paint. I'd be shaking my head like, is y'all that dumbfounded? I mean, really? You're trying to tell me your mama and daddy would never teach you how to be responsible? Are you serious? I'd be shaking my head like, oh. That's why, because people, and I don't, I don't know when our generation or the the half a generation that came before us dropped the ball, but it's just like somewhere we started to think that the responsibilities and the mentalities that we had growing up just grow automatically. Right, right. They don't think that oh well, I actually have to instill this in my child, mm-hmm. and that could not be furthest from the truth. Right, right. I, I agree. Yeah, it's just like um, right. It's almost like they just say the hell with it. I ain't gonna, I ain't got time for it. Really? You these kids are not gonna learn that in a in a small minute of time. It's not gonna work. I'm sorry. Cause what's gonna happen is when they get out in the world and don't know what the hell to do. I done seen kids. This is the honest truth, ladies, and uh, you probably seen it too. I done seen kids who probably 21 or 22. These kids would know how to cook food if it came, if, if it came in a box form. Like, okay, do you know how to cook this? Uh, no. What is that? What is that? It's food. It's called. Sure. I'm sure it's called survival. Do you understand that? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like at some point it's just we decided, and, and I'm gonna throw myself in that generation as well. But like at some point it went from being parents to being friends to kids. Like, the approach to parenting has changed because, like I said, me and my mom, best friends, tell her everything, but I'm scared of that woman. And she's, like, she's a short, small woman. Like, she's not a big woman at all. And I'm scared of her, like, definitely now. (laughs) So it's like, yes, you know, it's my mother. I love her. Definitely talk to her about everything. But she, I've seen her in action, and I would never want to cross her at Tressa. But, like, now... How kids talk to their parents, it's like, what? Like, I couldn't even think that. And my mother would probably knock my teeth out. So it's one of those, like, oh, well, I'm going to be my kid's friend because I don't want to treat them like Big Mama treated me. But it was like, no, you have some sense because Big Mama did that. So you right. need to do right. that. Right, right. right. And, um... See, they, people are scared to reprimand their kids now because, you know, while I'm I'm no advocate of abuse of any kind, but police have, in my opinion, overstepped their bounds to an extent in the household. Now parents are going to jail for whipping their kids. Right. The way we we caught it. Right. You know, and a lot of times when we caught it, we thought we was on the way to see Jesus. But right. it all came <laughs> right. to it. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? We we to this day most of us are grown, but we still went across our parents because we Definitely that not. respect That's right. was instilled and that line was drawn. And there's no line drawn now, it's just open sand. 
it, and it's, it is bad. Like I was watching a video earlier today. Um, um, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was talking about how, when he was younger, he would get his mother would beat him, and he said that um, him, his mother, and one of her friends is a woman from Barbados. She was saying how she had, you know, was had whooped her son and. The neighbors had called the cops, so the police went to the house, and he's like, well, we heard screaming. Are you, you know, what are you doing? She's like, yes, I'm disciplining my son. And she was like, I'm beating him in my home so that out in the streets you're not going to do it. I don't want you, you know what I'm saying? She's like, I'm doing this so that years later you you won't get the opportunity to. Exactly. And when he said that, I was like, that resonated with me. I was like, that makes absolute sense to we're not just, you know, of course, no abuse whatsoever. Don't abuse your children whatsoever. But like that's in the Bible, you know, spare the rod, you spoil the child. So it's like I'd rather me take care of it here at home than for you to do something out. With this police brutality, you might not make it home. Whereas with me, you'll get it. It's a temporary pain. You'll go up to your room. You'll cry about it. You can come down. We'll eat dinner and talk about it later. But out there in the world, you might not come back. Well, you know what? Yeah, you're right. And um, let me just start this conversation for one moment. We've got some people lined up. So we got Southwest Ohio. Southwest Ohio, welcome. Ohio? Peace, Mr. Romeo DiNazzi. All right, Romeo. How you doing, bro? Uh, I'm well. I'm well. Okay. How y'all feeling? Oh, we're feeling fine. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I was just calling in. I wasn't sure if, if this was a um, poetry show tonight or a talk Yeah, it, it's both. We, we, we it's like both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you, if you got something to read, bro, hey, let us know. And we'll back off and let you be on the microphone and do your thing. Oh, um, was there a theme? No, yeah. we don't have them, whatever you like. Okay, well, I'm going to do this piece, um, Sweetest Fruit. I ask that you lend me your ear so I can touch your mind, feel your heart, and enter to your soul with my thoughts. You're my tropical treat. Lips looking strawberry, succulent, and sweet. From the south of France, where they're known for the fine vines. I want to crush your great grape till you flow in my hands. You taste so divine. Heavenly honeydew. Sticky juice so I'm stuck to you. Just where I want to be. Your beauty's more rare than a rainforest endangered black rose species. I pollinate you like a Polynesian bumblebee. I love being inside your apple core, looking at you while you look at me. Perfect pineapples, carefully crafted cantaloupe, juicy wet watermelon, sour in comparison to thee. You, my favorite feast. My tongue tasted every point of your slight spark in a star fruit passion. Pomegranate seed pods come out quicker than your coconut milk do. But your pores more pure than a purplish plum plum. Addictive like Bohemian sugarcane rum. Of course I want some. More. 
Why you think I'm here for? Gathering in your gorgeous gardening, dining on delectable delicacies, how's my redwood growing? And hardening. I nibble for your peach tree. You drip like mango puree all over me. Priceless. Like a jewel papaya in a palace in Paris. We, we, ooh, we. Your kiwi make me speak different languages. You have the sweetest sour like the exotic Asian fruit, Duca or Langster. I hold you to a high esteem. You're worth more than a hundred pounds, Victoria the Queen, where we wolf for fresh mango steam. I want to squeeze your golden orange sunshine, come quite clean. And gulp your juiciness flowing like a rose in that, but they say taste like rose water, but your flow, like a stream. Then I dipped in your frozen white sapote ice cream. My maws drowned out by your pleasurable scream. So tasteful, classy, angelic. You must have fell out of God's own heavenly dream. That's my thought. All right now, wow. Now, that was really amazing. I love the flow. It's very elegant, unique, and very, I love your depth always because your presence alone makes it come to life. I, I love that, bro. You're doing your thing. Appreciate that, sir. All right, Lady Poetry, how you loving it? I really like that. I was listening to it, and I was like, this song is making me really hungry. But also, <laughs> like, I was just like, I, I love the imagery with it. Like, I, I was all over that. Like, I was like, I was listening, licking my lips and everything. I'm like, this is, this is nice. I like this. <laughs> Licking lips is good. That's a good thing. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Elitris, how are you loving it? Uh, Elitris, uh, well, we, we definitely know you like your fruit. We, we right. definitely yeah. <laughs> uh, Down the Florida must you and these mangoes. I mean, you better have been around my, my set for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I, I was definitely loving it. Um, you know, like Lady Poetry, I love your imagery. You made it sexy. You made it sensual without being raunchy, and, and I like that. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's, that's um, my sexy thoughts, which stands for sensual, erotic, escapades of intellectual thoughts. So I, I love wanted it. to try to show how you can be sexy and erotic without being vulgar all the time. Right. I love it. I'm I, a gentleman. I'm a, I'm a gentleman, but I'm a, I'm a man who knows how to be so gentle. So, yeah. And how can we find you? Because, you know, I'm, I'm going to be following you in a second. I'm just getting in the house. <laughs> right. Oh, all right. Well, that's what's up. Um, on most social networks, Facebook and all, there's Romeo Dinati. Dinati is D apostrophe N-A-T-I. Um, I also have a YouTube page at Mr. Romeo DiNatti. That's one name, no dot. Okay, God, I think we're friends already, but you know, I'll definitely be uh, stopping through for sure. Okay, right, appreciate yeah, I'm that. Let me go ahead and add my little friend request in there. Um. <laughs> I'm getting you in right now. <laughs> like, 
I look good. Well, yeah, I, I really like that. Like I like she was saying, I like the finesse. I'm the queen of finesse. Like I love saying things without saying things. So, uh, so I definitely like that piece. Appreciate that feedback. Thank right. y'all for taking the time to listen. All right, y'all. Check him out, y'all, on Facebook, Twitter, all that, YouTube. Trust me, and his books and his CDs. Trust me, you would not be wrong. So, um, yeah, definitely, gentlemen, I got a chance to meet you, bro, a couple of years ago. He's a good people, trust me. Um, I think he's going to the Poetry Fest this year, so you'll be able to meet him there. So, those going to Atlanta, trust me, you'll love meeting this guy. He, he's good people. So, uh, yeah, come on to Atlanta. Come on. I'm going to give a shout out to Atlanta, ATL, baby, representing. So, uh, Come on. Ooh, we'll be here. So we'll be I live in the outskirts of ATL, so here. ATL is right here. Loving it. <laughs> <laughs> you right up the street. It's good. <laughs> so, God, I love it. So, shout out to ATL, y'all. So, uh, we doing up here tonight. So, this is Death Portrait Radio, and this is the ATL Sweet. So we'll be right back, y'all, after the music commercial. My main man, Port Nation, he be coming up. Better yet, I'ma let him, you know, do his thing. Let him read two pieces after his music break. You know, I'll let him take us out. Then we're gonna have some final words. Okay, so this is the ATL Suite only on Talk Shoe and the Fortune Week Radio, y'all. I'ma hit y'all up with a little bit of Camp Low with Gotcha. Let me go. 
Definitely love the show. The bit I did get to check out. Um, definitely, definitely that glad that I had the chance to tune in tonight. I love the show too. Uh, I really like it. It's nice to have a show where we get to talk as well as listen to some some dope poetry. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, it was at the time. You know. Um, the time. Do it. So. I know a lot of people love this show, so. Also, let me go ahead and announce, next Friday, we're going to have a very, uh, we're going to have our feature next Friday. Um, bringing in a plus-size model. Ms. K.P. Miller will be here next Friday. as we First her. female feature, nice. We're going to have, yes, yeah, right, plus-size model. It's going to be ladies' night, yeah, that's right, and she's coming in. She's a well, you know, she's a well-rounded model. She, trust me, I got a friend on Facebook. I've been talking to her for a while. She loves the fact that she's going to be on the show next Friday. So that's right, y'all. 10 p.m. on the dot. Be here. Trust me. Bring your friends. Invite more friends. Trust me. It's a show for all the ladies. Come. And to hold y'all, you know, to hold y'all down for a couple of days until next Friday, uh, if you are free, Early tomorrow evening, and you are in the Atlanta area, I will be performing at a coffee and tea jazz mixer uh, tomorrow uh, in Fairburn. Uh, The address is 7170 Jumpers Trail. Uh, So that will be from like 6 to 8. So y'all can definitely tune in to that before Magic City tomorrow night. And for those who are in the Charleston area, uh, yours truly will be dropping through at the end of April. Uh, someone just asked me to come out to perform uh, for you guys in Charleston on April the 30th. So definitely stick with my website and uh, the Deaf uh, Poetry page so you guys can get the details on that as soon as I get it. All right, y'all. So you heard her. Well, tomorrow night is actually the debut for another show of mine uh, with the new faces. New Blood tomorrow night. 
It's Death Soul Live at a 9.30 p.m. Eastern. So come out and see my homegirl, Free Spirit, my homegirl, New Article, and Nikki the Pen, y'all, tomorrow. New faces, new blood, and new voices. Trust me, tomorrow night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So trust me, you won't want to miss this. So uh, we'll keep Saturday nights blowing up. They already got a topic and everything. So, so like I said, but next Friday going to be the night for us. KP Miller plus size model is coming, okay? Don't worry. Uh, after the show, we're going to post the picture of her. and It's already a poster made. And trust me, ladies, y'all going to love promoting this poster. So trust me. It's already been done done that. So um, I'm going to make a new event page. Cause I know this one's old. I'm going to upgrade it. But don't worry. We're going to party up. So next Friday, guys, too, trust me. She is fire. Trust me, come in, guys, and listen to the voice of K.P. Miller only on the ATL Suite. Trust me, you will not be sorry. She's Birmingham, Alabama's own. So, trust me, she's going to walk the runway or shout to the catwalk on our show next Friday. So, <laughs> I can't wait. I love Fashion Week. So, shout out to Fashion Week. I love y'all. <laughs> so, anyway. I'm going to let my main man, Nation take us out. So I'm going to bring him in real quick. So, Nation, uh, I know you've been waiting, so are you ready? Yeah, I got a short piece tonight. Okay. Um, all right, we're going to stand back and let you take the show out. And uh, after Nation, I'm going to play one more musical track, then that's the end of the show. So, uh, Nation, the microphone's yours. <clears throat> the name of this piece is called Wedded Bliss. Ooh, wanna get wet with you. Ooh, ooh, I wanna get wet with you. Ooh, waters overflowing. Of course, she's always known that her man can be her most satisfying supplier of seductive arts. Always willing and able to make the waters part. Blessing body, baptizing in pools of each other's sweat. The beauty of sight when two souls are enmeshed. The point where souls kiss, exchanging wedded bliss. Ooh, I wanna be wet with you. Wanna be wet with you. Ooh. I wanna be wet with you. I wanna be wet with you. Ooh. I wanna be wet with you. Good job. All right, y'all. That my main man named Sean doing his thing. As promised. Take us out with a musical track, so um uh, this has been the ATL Suite. We'll see you next Friday. So enjoy this last musical track and end of the show. So I will see.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.